And on this Friday morning, it's a football Friday. A lot of playoff games this weekend. Eagles, not one of them. They'll play on Monday. So that'll be our final show of their season. <laughs> well, yikes. Maybe, maybe not. We shall see. Well, now we're cranking it up. We'll see what we got. I mean, yesterday I woke up feeling like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Maybe I'll talk my way into the Eagles winning this game. And then yesterday was a comedy of errors by the Eagles, which was annoying. You can react to everything that happened yesterday, really to a large extent everything that's happened uh, recently. 215-592-9494. Speaking of things to react to, so I will say over the last two days, obviously being out for two days, Wednesday and Thursday show, and thanks for all for filling in, Seltzer and all that good stuff. Um, a lot of time to think, including about the show. And there, there is one aspect of the show, the more I thought about it, the more I started getting annoyed. Because, I mean, John, you know, no one in life likes to be stuck, right? I mean, like, you, like you're stuck, right? You're driving your car and you get stuck. Um, you're I, very familiar with being stuck uh, with certain things. I, I know watching the same series over and over with Wes I suppose that's, yeah, you're I'll, stuck 17 times through on that one like well, you can say that nine, you get 19, stuck more than most people 19 I have it written down but but I do get stuck from time to time I will say I'm getting increasingly annoyed to be stuck how many times have you watched cheers uh well I don't know I mean all the way through all the way through only twice in recent years but back in the day I used to watch it all the time but here's a here's, just a waste of time here's the deal I'm getting increasingly frustrated to be stuck at 39 losses and beat the hammer i mean oh really it's just really because i think the audience like the audience needs some help <laughs> is this what we're doing well, well, I our, mean, our contestants need to step their game up is what it is well no or i just need to throw one mm. oh don't do what you're no. doing no here. i mean i'm no, just saying you're just I mean, setting up for whenever you lose you're like oh well i threw it seltzer <laughs> i looked it up yesterday it's been it's been five months Outrageous! Yeah, five I mean, months. This is, is an absolute trap. You've had a good. I mean, we're talking. I mean, we we're won talking, two to one last week, we so are, maybe well, this isn't the week to be you know spouting off. It's got a fuss. It's got a fuss. Let's get to Tom in uh, Allentown right now. We'll go inside the game shortly. Beat the hammer at seven forty-five. I expect another win coming up at yeah, about seven fifty-two today. Ah, yeah, Tom in Allentown. Good morning. Good morning, team. Tom, uh, there's no slowing down the hammer, right? I mean, I might, I might. I might go a whole year straight without losing. Now, settle down. Well, you're getting old, so your hammer might go limp. Say that again. Whoa! <laughs> no, there's no might. I didn't hear what he said. I didn't hear what he said. He said yeah. your hammer you, might you go limp. You should disagree. Oh, okay. You're right. You're right. Um, no, I have, two, I have two points for the Eagles. Yes, sir. Um, I want you guys to all name, uh, think about three, three players you absolutely trust on offense and three players you can name on defense that you absolutely trust. I can name them on offense. Um. Jake. Offense, Kelsey Lane and A.J. Brown. Yeah, Lane. Uh, not A.J. Brown. I don't trust him anymore. He fumbles too often. Devontae Smith. Oh, uh, and Devontae. Lane, Devontae. Lane and yeah, I trust Devontae more than A.J. Absolutely. As a receiver. But A.J.'s Absolutely. better. Yeah. He's better. I trust Devontae name, more. Name three on, on defense. I can only name maybe Redick and B.G. Cox is long in the tooth. Well, you trust He's Red given us a really solid season, yeah. Fletcher. You yeah, trust Brandon Graham, Tom, to give you what he can, but he, yeah. there's only so much he can give you. Mm -hmm. It's not yeah. a lack of effort. It's just he's getting really old. Yeah. It's, um, and, then, and then look at the coaching staff. Who, who do you trust in the coaching staff? Jeff Stoutlin. <laughs> Jeff Stoutlin. Yeah, I wish we had more of him. Yeah, um, I know. Uh, and then you look at uh, the biggest point with, with Hurts. 
I see the, 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 the classic goats, right? You see Brady, you'd see um, Manning, Drew Brees on the sideline, going over plays, talking to his, talking to their offense, fixing what's wrong, or, or you know, evaluating. I know he just sits by himself. I know. He sits by himself, and, and is that his fault or is that the coaches? Probably a little bit of both, but primarily. I'm sorry, but I think I think he doesn't respect Nick, and it probably started in the Super Bowl. He might not. Tom, he might not. Tom, give me a big time answer. A movie character that's underrated. Who do you have? Wilson from. um, Don't say it. Don't even. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) It's pretty creative. I kind of love it. Come I kind of love it. Come on, Joe. It's pretty creative. <laughs> oh, for the love of God. All right, let's go inside the game as we do every Friday. Now, the game's not going to be played till Monday, but John looking at something related to the Eagles and the Bucks inside the game. And inside the game today is, uh, of course, as always, brought to us by Meridian Bank, the preferred bank of businesses and entrepreneurs. Meridian, they know how to listen Two great ideas and understand innovative thinking. Visit them at meridianbanker.com. John, inside the game, what do you got? Running the football to avoid the Tampa Blitz is one of two ways the Eagles can stop the Tampa Blitz. Way number one, beat it over the top when they blitz. I think that's less likely that we're able to pull that off because we truly stink at pass pro, and Jalen doesn't trust it. We'd actually have to properly identify the pressure and match it up, communicate everything. And I have very little faith that we can do that, do that, and I haven't seen it much, if at all. When they get exotic, forget it. We're going to have free hitters everywhere because that's what I've seen. So run the ball to beat the blitz. Yes, the Bucks' run defense is good. 3.8 yards per carry, that's eighth in the NFL, 95.3 yards a game, that's fifth in the NFL. We know their nose tackles, tough to move. That didn't matter the last time we played them. Vita Vea is good. We can be better again this, this Monday. We've watched our team play like a lesser version of ourselves. We know that we're vulnerable right now. We need to allow our O-line to play to its strengths as run blockers. Back to basics. We just said it. Jeff Stoutland, he's the coach we believe in most on this staff, at least I do. Let's tee off on these guys, control the line of scrimmage with a lot of the same runs and the angles that we threw at the Bucks the last time we took the edges against Tampa to the tune of 40 carries, 201 yards. DeAndre Swift, he averaged eight yards a carry. I need him to have more than 16 carries this time. The very first, of the game, the very first play of the game. In September against the the Buccaneers, entire O-line receiving core, they're in tight formation. Everyone explodes off the ball in unison. They get an incredible push. Buccaneers players falling all over themselves. They're on skates. They're going backwards. It's a gain of eight yards. Just straightforward zone blocking, stretch play to the right. We stall in the red zone in part because we threw it five times in a row after that first run. So we, we know we can run it. This, we are not the team we want to be right now, but we can, we can run the football. We must do what the lesser teams who've beaten us have done to us, shorten the game. Stop worrying about what it looks like in terms of flashiness. Stop being so proud. We're an average team and we make too many mistakes. And, and the pass pro is an issue. Lessen our chances for mistakes by simplifying everything. You told us winning was the only thing. In order to do that, we've got to be pedestrian. DeAndre Swift, third carry of the game, went for 14 yards. Third and six in the red zone on the second drive. He went for another 14 yards. Swift can chunk play you anytime he has the ball in his hands. Just give him the chance. And I, I promise, despite what Nick tells us, our, we are not equipped to pass protect against this 
attacking, deceiving defense. What the Bucks are going to do, we don't have answers for. Our, our blitz plan is faulty. We don't recognize the blitzes the way we should. We don't account for them the way grown-ups do. We need route <laughs> site adjustment. Mike Linebacker redeclaration. I haven't seen any of that happen this year, and I'm worried that it's too late. So I promise Jalen won't get sacked and injured if he's handing the ball off to DeAndre Swift. I str- I, he won't struggle to throw with his finger issue if he's handing it off to DeAndre Swift. My greatest confidence with this offense is on the ground. Our rushing attack will have to mask many of our other shortcomings uh, to win this game. We'll have to run it a lot more than this front office prefers in order to win it on Monday. Well, look, we'll say, I mean, it's a big uh, spot for the Eagles because if they lose, the coach could get fired. And I'll tell you this, I wish there was one other thing John could put in that category of how to beat the Blitz, but I don't think he can because they can't do it. Effective screen passes to the running back. But they just don't do it. They just stink at it. That's a huge part of how the Patriots beat the Eagles two decades ago in that Super Bowl when the Eagles had an attacking, blitzing scheme and Charlie Weiss kept dumping the ball with Tom Brady, dumping the ball to Corey Dillon third and fourth quarter, and that changed the game. 215-592-9494, your reaction to what's going on with the Eagles and anticipation, obviously, for the playoff game Monday night. Plus, up ahead, things that Hurts and Sirianni said yesterday. Also, we'll frame the importance of this game for Sirianni and his career. Also, some Philly stuff. We'll get to that and more. Plus, Elliott Short Parks, Beat the Hammer, and Dick Vermeil at 8 o'clock. A lot up ahead in the next hour or so. From Borgata, L94 WIP. Is 2024 your year to establish fitness and wellness goals or maybe just want to create healthier habits? No matter your motivation, NovaCare Rehabilitation's physical therapists are your trusted partner. For more than 30 years, NovaCare has been the Delaware Valley's hometown leader in physical therapy, hand therapy, and sports medicine. From healing aches and pains to gaining strength and flexibility and preventing injury, their clinical experts will give your body the tune-up it needs and deserves. With more than 150 convenient locations in greater Philadelphia and South Jersey, there is no better time to make NovaCare's All right, Joe DeCameron, John Ritchie from Borgata on this Friday morning, 94 WIP. We look ahead, obviously, to the Eagles game on uh, Monday night. We also look ahead to the rest of the NFL playoff games as we, uh, of course, James, have today's Twitter poll question of the day. Sponsored by Armin Chevrolet, routine maintenance, major repairs. Armin Chevrolet Service Center has same-day appointments available. Certified service, ArminChevy.com. All right, today's question of the other games. Now, we're excluding the Pittsburgh uh, game versus Buffalo. Twitter only gives us four choices. We wish there were five, but... It's four. Uh, so of these four games, which interests you the most? We put them in alphabetical, not alphabetical, we put them in chronological order of how they'll be played this weekend. Choice A, the Browns and Texans. B, the Dolphins and Chiefs. Then the Packers and Cowboys. The, the Rams and the Lions. Which, games, which game interests you the most? I mean, on one hand, I think Dolphins and Chiefs is the most interesting. But Packers, Cowboys, Rams, Lions both play to the Eagles thing. It's NFC-based. Plus, you can also make the case the Browns and Texans. Choice A might be perhaps the most competitive game. So you can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter and how you size them up. Speaking of how you size them up, um, one thing from the world of baseball that 
with with the way the odds makers are sizing it up, bodes really well for the Phillies. And I don't ever remember numbers coming out looking like this. Now, maybe they have in the past, but I don't remember it. So over-unders came out yesterday with some, some, you know, some betting operations out there. And obviously the Dodgers, you know, lead the way. I mean, you know, John Otani, and they got the Japanese pitcher, and they already had a great team, and they got bets and blah, 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 Freeman and all those. So the Dodgers come in with 103 and a half. Whoa! It really is. That is Woo. super high, man. That's, a, that's an amazing number. That's, um, an, that's an astounding number. Now, the thing you obviously next think about it is like, all right, what's the Phillies number and what's the Braves number? I will tell you this. The odds makers don't really think the Phillies are that close to the Braves. So the Phillies number, which clearly comes in at a playoff spot, um, is 90 and a half, which, you know, sounds about right. I mean, you know, give or take two or three. I think that's reasonable. Um, But the Braves come in, and remember, the Braves have had some 100-win seasons lately. The Braves come in at 101-and-a-half wins. Whoa, dude. Two teams teams over 100? I've never seen that. Yeah. You're talking about an 11-game difference in perception between the Phillies and the Braves. And that's, I guess, what you'd call, like, not great news. But here's the really good news. And remember. Well, what did it end up being in the regular season last year? Was it? No, it was about that. 13. 13. Yeah, it was right about that. But the Phillies got him in a best of five and beat him in four two straight years, and bye-bye Braves. But here's the news that's really good for the Phillies. So obviously back in, what, the 90s, the baseball put in a wild card, and then somewhere in the 2000s they put in another wild card, and then a couple years ago they put in a third wild card. So you got six teams from each league that make the playoffs. Here's the really good news as it relates to the Phillies. The odds makers are telling us that the National League is really down because consider this reality. Dodgers 103-and-a-half. Braves 101 and a half. The next team is the next National League team is the Phillies at 90. Wow. Third. You ready for the next team, James? Yeah, I guess the so. next team in the National League. The Padres? League is the Cubs. Wow. At wow. 84 and a half. No tied, way. Dude. Tied with the Cardinals. Wow, dude. That is. A game, a game in front of the Diamondbacks at 83 and a half, who, of course, got to the World Series. So what, what the oddsmakers are saying is they only see three teams winning 85 or more games. That's wild, man. Pretty amazing. Now, you can make the case this says, okay, well, then play Rojas, and you can experiment. You're going to make the playoffs anyway, develop into the big league. Like, there's a lot of ways to read this, but the most basic way to read this is the Phillies have a great chance to make the playoffs. I mean, we already knew that, but this tells me they have an even better chance than I thought because obviously some of these teams are kind of depressed. All right, 215-592-9494. Let me tell you something that's not depressing. It sounds like it's coming back. Ladies and gentlemen, reports are out from Hollywood. Cue up the music. I got to hear it. Because apparently. What, what is happening? Right installment now? number three is on the way. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Listen to this music. And oh, let it, God. John what, Ritchie, what sport do you think they're going to play go. in slow motion in the third movie? They might invent it, as they did in the second <laughs> as they movie. Pickleball. Yeah. Pickleball, yeah. Pickle, or paddle. Shirtless pickleball. <laughs> paddle. Doesn't have to be shirtless, Devin. Because well, it's, it has it been twice. That's it sexist. has been. That's sexist. Twister. That's sexist. 
Look, they need to go back to They're the objectifying jeans. the actors in both those movies. What I'm if just I? Saying. What if I said it, 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 a bunch of females? It should be what was your term? Shirtless. Yeah. Well, there that would females be, in this second one. Just another day. Be, Again, be, like I told Devin last week, that's just porn. Porn. Okay. Well, it could be softcore. Uh, John, let it wash over you. Apparently, there's going to be a. It's not like a done deal, but it sounds like a Top Gun three coming to a theater in I don't know two three years. Well, I, I love that. I love it. I had no idea that Maverick could possibly outdo the first, and and it did. It did. Who knows? Maybe the third can continue with its formulaic patterns and and make it uh, equally as great. Maybe Iceman's got a son. Sure. And now you got to deal with Iceman's son and his relationship with Maverick. Well, the beauty, they, they really managed that well. The extension yeah, of the story and, and, and what they're doing. They're setting a new standard for whatever this is. The continuation yeah. after decades of layoff, it's kind of cool. Well, and they can do this with a lot of movies from our time. Yeah, you got to do it right, though. Gotta do I it agree. Right. And they did. And they, it's not easy, but they, they've mastered it with this franchise. All right, let's go to the phones. There's an awful lot with the Eagles to react to, including the twists and turns of yesterday. We'll talk to Elliot Short Parks coming up in about five minutes. Yesterday, not a good day for the Eagles. I mean, yesterday they were four days out from a playoff game, now three days out. Now, as of yesterday morning, Jalen Hurts hadn't thrown a football this week. Now, he then practiced, but also was considered a limited participant. So, obviously, the finger is a real issue, which, I mean, he even admitted he should not have come back into the Giants game. That's not good. (laughs) Sirianni admitted that Jalen, matter of fact, let's listen to this audio. I want to play this because here's Sirianni talking about the communication with Jalen, and I, I can't stand this. You know, I, I can't stand. I know John's part of it. He was part of it, a tough guy football thing. But, like, can you please communicate to your coach and just keep it real? Here's Sirianni the other day, or the other day, yesterday, Sirianni talking about Jalen and his finger. Jalen mentioned that he's never been through something like he went through with the dislocation of the finger. Uh, in talking to him, how does he seem and any concern that he'll be able to grip it and throw it the way you're accustomed. I know that he's he's tough and he'll do everything he can do to, to play through it. Uh, you know, he went back in the game um, on on Sunday uh, after he had done it. And so and he was able, you know, I, I imagine it hurt pretty, pretty good. Um, you know, he's, he's not going to tell me that, though. I know that's you know, Jalen's tough and he's not going to, you know, tell me how bad he's hurting or, or but, you know, um, I just know how tough he is and how, how much he can fight through and how much pain he can withstand. Um, and so, you know, obviously it'll be a challenge, right? Obviously it'll be a challenge, and, and I know that he can overcome um, because he's overcame so many things, so, you know, different things throughout uh, his football journey, and that's what makes him special. Look, I know there's something admirable, very admirable about toughing it out. I get it, but can we also have some wisdom here? I mean, really, can we have some communication? It just annoys me. Let's also listen to Hertz because Hertz talked before practice yesterday. Again, he was a limited participant in that practice. But before practice, he said this. Have you attempted to try and throw? I have not. I have not. Um, obviously, uh, leaving that game um, and attempting to go back in that game probably wasn't physically the best idea. Um, not having much control over the things that I want to do. But um, time, time will tell with that, and I can assure you everything's progressing in the right way. So it's, getting, it's improving, you're saying? Everything's progressing in the right way. By the way, and it's good to hear him, you know, optimistic there at the end. But can he just say yes? Like, yeah, he's ass isn't improving. He doesn't say yes. He has to repeat his robotic line. Everything is, you know, progressing in the right way. Like, this guy, he's got the, the personality of, like a doorknob. I mean, what in the world is, I don't know. I'm just, I'm frustrated. Is, he, is he upset with Nick Sirianni 
that he was asked there? to go back in the in the game. Is that why he said that? Is he, is he communicating? But look, there's something crazy going on with the the meeting schedule discussion, yeah. and there's something going on with this. Was Jalen pointing this at Nick? Does he feel that Nick asked him to do something he wasn't comfortable doing? It's a great question. I don't know. I really don't. I just know yesterday was a fiasco because you had that stuff. Yeah. You, you know, A.J. Brown doesn't practice games in three days. Uh, you know, you got the reality of Goddard trying to walk back his comment or clarify his comment about what he said about the Eagles, you know, versus Arizona and the Giants, not with the, you know, the greatest focus. And I love Goddard. He's a great player. But, you know, that So the A.J. Good. injury – do we know? We know he might not play, John. He didn't practice. Yeah. The AJ injury, when it happened, it, it felt like, well, holy me, cow, uh, that, that doesn't feel like it's that serious. Well, to, me, to you, it to like me, it, it felt serious. incredibly serious. I thought he might not be in next year. I thought the guy might have torn his knee when he injured it. And now we know that it tested well, that, you know, like everything's okay. Yeah. I so don't why know, is man. he not practicing? Because he's injured. Everything. He's injured. Okay. <laughs> There's your reason. By the way, you also have Darius Slay yesterday. You know, just to add insult to injury, you know, Darius Slay indicating that, you know, not such a bad thing the Eagles are on the road because, you know, the hometown crowd boos. While not inaccurate, irritating to hear. There's a lot with the birds bothering me. Let's go to the phone. Hey, what's going on with, with uh, Reed Blankenship also? I groin, didn't, yeah. didn't practice. I know he's got a groin. He didn't practice period, at all. This is This is – pretty serious John, stuff they, they could be we without, lost guys we're playing three safety defenses a lot we lost one of those safeties that's right for the year uh sydney brown is gone yeah. reed blankenship is another one of those safeties we're playing three safeties because we're out of players like we don't want to have to go with three safeties it's just that those were the best three guys that we had to play now one's hurt reed blankenship is not practicing he's got a groin it's bad enough that he's not doing anything. How are we? How are we going to handle this against the team that wants to throw the football? How about this? Go sign CJ, GJ, and Marcus Epps. Does that work? Let's go to the phones. Elliot Sure Parks joins us shortly. Beat the hammer coming up in a little bit as well. Salvador, what's up, Salvador? Hey, what's going on, man? Quite going? a bit. Quite a bit. Yeah, I know. Did you come back from your little vacation to play Beat the Hammer? Why you came back? Well, you know, there's someone <laughs> moving some sort of thing in front of me. I can't hear you at all. Say it again. What? Did yes. You come back just to beat to play beat the hammer. No, no, that's no. that's what they call the cherry on top. That I will get that victory in about ten minutes. <laughs> I hope you get that fortieth loss. Well, I listen, I hope I get the 40th loss at some point as well, because I think the – I mean, think he's too it, big for his britches, Salvador. Salvador he's feeling too good right now, Salvador. Salvador, think of it this way. All right, think about what the audience needs. So the audience needs a good football team. They're not getting that. They needed a World Series berth. Didn't get that. They need a healthy Joel Embiid. Not getting that. They need a Flyers prospect that, you know, wants to be here. Not getting that. So I think it might be time for me to take it in my own hands, Salvador, and just give the audience a win. I mean, honestly. By losing. Yes. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you should do that. So whoever's calling up here, yeah. please. Yeah, no, I'm what you're, strongly know considering what you're it. talking about. Well, huh? Yeah, I think, I think you're going to get lost, and unfortunately, I think the Eagles are going to get the loss. I'm not, well, not uh, having too much confidence. And I think it's the coaching, man. Like, it can't, I don't think it's the players. Like, they were talking about the players Well, it's both. Rogue. It's both. Uh, no, it's not. I, the players go rogue, right? But that happens all the time with good quarterbacks. Yeah, but come on. How about, jo- how about Josh Sweat, Salvador? What, what's he done for two months? What's he done? 
What do you yeah. what do you think they tell him? Don't who's rush the quarterback. The I mean, come on. Who's who's telling who's telling Hassan Reddick to drop back? Well, it like, happens. Oh, it happens a couple times. I, people not, are ever blowing that issue. Salvador, nice. give me an underrated movie character. What do you got? Okay, I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about the movie Sandlot. Yep. And we always say that one line. You know, you're killing me, Smalls, but I think Benny is the underrated character. You got it, Salvador. Appreciate that call. All right, let's talk to our next guest, Elliot Shore Parks. Obviously, does a sensational job covering the Eagles. Unfortunately for him, next week and for all of us, the uh, off season may begin. He better get ready for the NFL draft, free agency. Elliot, I don't think it's going to be a deep playoff run. Good morning, pal. Man, good to hear some optimism on a Friday, Joe. Glad to have you back. <laughs> well, all right, Elliot, so here's the, the irony. I swear to God, when I woke up yesterday, which was um, about 930, I literally didn't hear you know the show yesterday. I was taking all sorts of medications. It was, it was kind of nice to just, you know, sleep in. Um, I actually was like, all right, all right, maybe I talk my way into the Eagles winning this game. And then I see the twists and turns of yesterday. Elliot, I thought yesterday was a fiasco for the Eagles. What did you make? I mean, they didn't play a game yesterday, but for me it sets me back in my belief that they'll win this game. What did you make all the twists and turns yesterday? Yeah, I think the only real big news from yesterday is that A.J. didn't practice at all. Um, being down at the Novacare, I didn't see him in the locker room. Uh, so, you know, I will say his absence yesterday, obviously not ideal when you consider how important he is to the offense. But, but outside of that, I mean, Devontae said he's definitely playing. I know that the Jalen Hurts finger thing about him not throwing uh, until yesterday, you know, that's not great to hear. But I would guess there's most weeks that Jalen doesn't throw between uh, the, the game and the first practice of the week. So I think Jalen is going to play. Devontae said he's going to play. Um, today is going to be a big day for A.J. Like, is he limited? Is he out there? Do we see him? But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think yesterday really changed my opinion too much on what I think is going to happen in this game. Elliot, what do you know about Jalen? Because Jalen said what he said prior to practice. What do you know about his throwing in practice, I know the media doesn't get to see much of this anymore. Right. And the Eagles officially listed him as a limited participant. Do you have any sense of how much he threw in practice? Yeah, so limited, I would guess, means he did not partake in team drills. Um, for the portion of practice we are, we are allowed to watch, he didn't really throw it a ton. There was one drill where all the quarterbacks were throwing it. He threw it one time and then didn't throw it the rest of that drill. Wow. Um, so you, know, you can read into that what you will. And I is that a drill probably, that he would normally throw, like, every time it's his turn, so to speak? I mean, you would think, like, that's say, unusual for him so. to step out of that, right? I, I, would, I would say so. That's yeah, not I mean, good, that's, man. That's yeah. not good. But, yeah, but, so, but outside of that, I mean, again, we'll see if he's full today. I, just, I think Jalen's going to play. Now the question is, you know, when he plays, because I believe he will, like, how does that finger react? How, how, what type of grip can he have on the ball? We know this year fumbles have been a problem for him, so that would be something I'd be concerned about. But he did have two gloves on uh, during practice yesterday. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's about how he'll react in-game more so than if he'll be active. And you said you did not see A.J. at all yesterday? I, I did not see A.J. He was not out at practice. Um, and I did not see him in the locker room. I mean, possible, I guess, that I, I missed him out on the practice field somewhere. He certainly wasn't practicing. He might have been out there, you know, in a jacket. But I, I didn't see him, and I didn't speak to another reporter who saw him. And do you have any, any further information on when they expect him back? Also, how often has that happened that you just haven't seen a guy where a guy has not been there on the field or off could he during be get, practice? Could he be getting treatment during that time? Yeah, I would, I would say that's 
pretty standard for someone that's dealing with, with an okay. injury. Um, well, you know, sometimes good. you'll see guys out there like uh, when Zach Cunningham missed a few weeks, he, he would be out there watching practice. So I, 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 w- I more just mean coming in the first, first day of practice of the week, you would have hoped to see him at his locker, you know, like something sure. like that. But like, like when Devontae got injured after the Giants game, we saw him in the locker room. You can mm-hmm. tell he was feeling good. So there just wasn't that re- positive reinforcement, I guess, is the best way to put it, of seeing him. Him not mm. being at practice when he didn't practice, is not super out of character. Okay. Um, as, to, as to his chances of playing on Sunday, yeah, I would think that's the one I'm most concerned about. I mean, that's a that's a MCL injury he has, right? Like, it's a it's a bad injury. That's um, what they're saying. It's MCL. Yeah, and, and okay. when you saw him on the field, I mean, he was clearly in a lot of, a lot of pain. So, mm-hmm. I uh, yeah, I, I think he's, you know, maybe 60-40 to play, if I had to put a percentage on it. And how worried should we be about Reed Blankenship not practicing at all yesterday? Yeah, I mean, it's not ideal, especially with, with, a, with a muscle injury. Uh, you know, I heard you talk about how they play a lot of three safety looks. The issue, I think, especially with losing Reed, uh, is that the communication amongst the safety is going to be crucial against mm. Tampa Bay. They're top ten in the league in completions of 40 yards and completions of 20 yards. So their offense is not super consistent. They don't move the ball, like, methodically down the field but they do get big plays down the field. And one way to prevent that is with strong safety play and have good communication. Mm, yeah. So with already losing Sidney Brown and then not having Reed back there, if he doesn't play, and I would still guess he does play, but, the, you know, obviously not practicing yesterday. If he's not out there, that it is, it is a big loss because Tampa does make big plays down the field. Beat the hammer coming up in about five minutes. By the way, we'll take the uh, fifth caller in the contest line. Caller number five, you'll be competing in beat the hammer in five minutes. Caller 5 at 215-988-1258. Caller 5, beat the hammer in about five minutes. Elliot, let's just say Blankenship can't go. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't, but let's just say he doesn't. We know Sidney Brown doesn't play. Um, If they were to put three safeties out there, maybe they would dial it back to two. But if they chose to stock it with three, who the heck are they? It's a great question. I mean, obviously, Byard will be back there. Uh, I would imagine Tristan McCollum will be active for, for special team duties. So, but I don't know if you want to put him out on the field. I mean, one, one option is Avante Maddox. Uh, you know, obviously, he's played the position before. Bradley Roby maybe wasn't great this year, but I think at least is at the very least serviceable. He's played in playoff games. He's a veteran player. Maybe you try to put Avante back there, uh, you know, with his experience he has. So, But the bottom line is it, it's not great. Like, if Reed doesn't play – this team's uh, depth of state is an issue. And just to you know, point, point that out, like they signed Justin Evans to be a starter this year who had missed two full seasons prior to it. So like they, uh, you know, they kind of took the risk of making Justin Evans their guy and being in this situation in terms of dealing with injuries and guys unable to go. Elliot, we, we got news this week about Jordan Davis being fined for his weight. Uh, do, we have, do we know other guys who are being fined for their weight or getting disciplined and – have you seen other players who have reacted to that news? That, that, was, that was interesting that that came out. Yeah, so I'll, I'm unaware of any other players that are being fined. Um, you know, and, and no players have talked about Jordan being fined. Uh, mm-hmm. I think ultimately with, with Jordan Davis, yes, like he, being in shape is clearly key for him. But let's not act like he's some different player than they drafted. I mean, in, in college, he was not a pass rusher. He didn't even play on third down. In Georgia, I think he got off to a good start in camp, and then the first few games of the year he was good. But ultimately, through, through the two years he's been here, now two full complete seasons, he's not somebody that gets after the quarterback. So 
look, weight is always going to be an important thing for him, much like it is for all defensive linemen uh, and offensive linemen, right? Like, those are big guys. It's hard for them to stay in shape during the season. But ultimately, what his issue is, is he cannot rush the passer yet. And when the Eagles drafted him, they said, like, we need him to be a three-down player. He has not turned into that. And so, while the weight is a disappointment and maybe it's a factor in it, I think ultimately, through two years, he's not developed into the impact player versus the passer that they hoped he would. Has it been uh, a distraction in any way? Uh, Brian Johnson, up for jobs, possibly interviewing, that sort of thing. There's been talk about it this week. Is it much ado about nothing, or is there something to be worried about there, Elliot? No, I, I don't think that's a distraction. Sirianni talked about it yesterday and said, you know, in, in his opinion, and I, and I agree with him, like, that's a bit of just a narrative thing. Like, Brian Johnson is still going to be in the Novacare doing all of his work uh, like he normally does. Look, am I sure that when he's driving home or at night, is he, like, thinking about it? Yeah, of course, like any human would. But, I, yeah, I, I don't think it's a distraction. If anything, I think it should be, you know, a sign to people that he has two head coaching interviews uh, everyone wants him gone. This last year, when Gannon got interviews, everyone was like, oh, can't wait to see him leave. Clearly, he's missed. Like, the, the, it's not a good thing if Brian Johnson gets the job. The Eagles should want him back next year. You don't want turnover on your staff year over year. So I, I think the real takeaway from these interviews is not that he's distracted. It's that the Eagles are at risk of losing another coordinator. All right, Elliot, final thing here. Let's, let's frame this game for the importance of Nick Sirianni's career. Gut feeling from your end. On the Friday before this Monday game, do you believe Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman are thinking, if we lose Monday night, we will fire Nick Sirianni? Yes or no, they're thinking that? No, because I just don't believe they would make the decision off of one game. In my opinion— Well, it is an awful one game, to be clear. No, no, it is, but but I'm saying, like, at this point, off of the losing streak they've had, they've been around Nick— uh, for three full seasons. They've been around him, obviously, the, these last two months when things have fallen apart. Like, that's what you make decisions off of. Jeffrey Lurie, I don't believe, will make this big of a decision off of Monday night because it's only it's, it's 60 minutes of football. Like you Well, let me – okay, well, I'll ask the question differently to you. When this season's over, based on what's happened this season, do you think they're thinking we're going to fire him? I think there's a chance that Sirianni is fired, yeah. I, I think it's, it's not crazy to talk about. I think there is a chance that they will move on from Sirianni. I just think if they're going to, like, they probably have a good idea of it heading into Monday night. Is it, Elliot, don't you think there's a greater chance that, that he could be jettisoned because there are such great coaches out there and available on the market? 100%. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting dynamic to it, for sure. Now, you have to feel like you'll be able to get one of those coaches, right? Right. Like, um, you, if you look at it, like, the times the Eagles have entered the coaching market, they have not exactly had, like, the pick of the litter, right? You right. look at who they are, and, and they've ended up being great coaches. Like, Doug was obviously a great coach. Uh, Nick has done a great job. But it's not like the Eagles have consistently gotten the top candidates. So, Man. yeah, I think it's something to consider for sure. But, yeah. but ultimately, I think the decision has to be, do you feel Nick can turn this around next year? And, and then you, you go from there. Uh-huh. All right, Elliot, wonderful job, buddy. We'll talk to you on Monday. I know, uh, you know the game and you'll be in Tampa. Thank you, Elliot. Good stuff, pal. Yep, sounds good. Talk and, the, and the names John's referencing, and we won't put Saban. My gosh. I think everyone knows Saban's done. He's not coming in here and, and no. to the NFL. But Belichick, Pete Carroll, Harbaugh, who you got to think's in play, and Vrabel. 
And by the way, and you, what about the fact that you can make a case? Bill Rabel will have the best future of those four. Yes, but because he's young, he's the youngest. But you cannot deny there's been a fascination with the way that the Patriots have run their front office and their team here with Howie Roseman yeah. in Philadelphia and Jeffrey Lurie and Jeffrey Lurie and you've you've got Matt Patricia here on staff. Yeah. You've got Josh McDaniel out there somewhere. He's the offensive coordinator that worked well best with Belichick. You got the defensive coordinator who worked best with Belichick here in town, Matt Patricia. Well, I'll give you one more point, and then we got to get to Pete Hammer, but I'll give you one more point that could, that could be a Belichick to here thing. So there's a lot of talk about Belichick. He goes somewhere, he gets the number one pick in the draft, blah, blah, blah. There's also something to be said for he's old. He wants to win 15 games. He wants games. to win. And he can do that here. Yes. This is very real. It, it, it's so a too, realistic John. possibility. I, you, I am excited I about agree. this. Let's do what we do. Every Friday, of course, we've got Pete DeHammer, and it's brought to us by Bud Light. Join Ava Graham and Hugh Douglas at Chickies and Pete's in South Philadelphia for our Birds Pep Rally Saturday night at 6 o'clock with signed merchandise and tickets to a home game. Let's play a little game we call Beat the Hammer. Beat the Hammer. It's time for Beat the Hammer. On Sports Radio 94 WIP. Now, obviously, while I've got 39 losses, that annoys me. Um, I also have an astounding 235 wins, which is absolutely, I mean, it's just bonkers beyond belief. And our contestant today is going to be playing for an Eagles mini helmet and T-shirt. Even more than that, for the honor of beating the hammer. The problem for him is Sam in Philadelphia ain't going to beat the hammer. Good morning, Sam. Good morning. How you doing? I mean, Sam, I'm great. I'm the hammer. You're not. So, like, what's that like? Uh, I don't know, but I'm ready to give you your 40th loss. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. I, I like your bravado. I mean, I think you're talking out your hiney, but you've probably done that before. <laughs> I'll admit, Sam, I've talked out my hiney quite a bit as well. Um, Every Friday at 745. Well, <laughs> I was going to say usually overnight, you know, with who knows what's coming out. But that's all. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh what? man. Did no, you have to? Yeah, usually overnight. Really oh, yeah. There. I mean, just. Yeah, it's, Poor Amy. Ew. Yeah, you just. I mean, well, the, the good news is it's involuntary. So I'm like. I, it's I, involuntary I, and overnight? Well, sure. With, I, does this happen often? Like, it wouldn't be considered first degree murder because I didn't choose to do it. It just <laughs> popped out, you know? Those things oh. happen. All right, let's play a what game called Pete the Hammer. This is awful. Uh, well, I'm just saying. I mean, who, who doesn't? I mean, Devin, uh, Devin, don't act like you don't. All right, oh settle down. Are you videotaping yourself at no, night so just, you know, in fact, this happens? I woke myself up actually in fifth grade uh, in, in a trip. It was a, with Penn Charter at a summer camp. Wow. Woke myself up. Oh, goodness. That? All right, um, Sam, that was a, a deviation. All right, Sam, are you pretty good at sports trivia? I am. I am. You're right. You, re- you know the hammer's not pretty good you know the hammer is like hall not only hall of fame the hammer is statuesque like when this whole thing's over you're gonna build a statue of the hammer you know that right all right sam i'm gonna give you a chance to bend the knee you can get out from the shame of what's about to occur would you like to bend the knee and you know not have to compete i did think about it because i actually do like you joe but Ooh. i am gonna try to beat you <laughs> nice sam sam i'm telling you the first person that actually takes the bend in the knee, I might mail you a hundred dollar bill. All right, Sam, I'm oh, going to step. getting a little. Uh, I'm going to step into the soundproof booth and prepare myself mentally for victory two thirty six. Good luck to you, pal. 
Good luck. Scram. Get out of here. Scram, Joe. I'll tell you what, Jimmy, what? I'm feeling good Ooh. about Sam, about Joe's just general state of mind. Yeah, I, I mean, look, he's been sick. He's been out of it. Yeah. You know, the, the hammer is gettable right this now. This is a real opportunity, Sam. We're, we're all behind you. All right. Is he safely ensconced in the soundproof, he is. soundproof freezer? All right. Let's play a game we call Beat the Hammer. You ready to play, my friend? I am. All right, Sam, our category for the week, somewhat predictable. We're doing a little Philadelphia, Tampa Bay sports trivia. Are you ready to roll, sir? Yep. All right, 55 seconds. The clock will start as soon as the first question is asked. Here we go, question number one. This person who played in last year's Super Bowl is the only player ever to play in a Super Bowl for both the Eagles and the Buccaneers. Name him. Uh, pass. What starter led the Phillies with a 444 batting average in the 2008 World Series versus the Rays? Chase Utley. What flyer scored the overtime winner in Game 6 of the 2004 Eastern Conference Finals to set up Game 7 in Tampa? Pass. In 1979, this future Super Bowl MVP quarterback defeated the Eagles to earn the Buccaneers their first ever playoff win. Name him. Pass. In 1997, Kevin Stocker was traded to Tampa for what future Phillies Wall of Famer? Um, pass. This person who played in last year's Super Bowl is the only player ever to play in a Super Bowl for both the Eagles and the Bucks. Name him. Eagles and Bucks. Um, Time. Oh no! Ah! We're gonna push. That's a zero spot right there. That will not wow. get it done. I would guess. Now we have had zero zero ties. Sam, we're gonna put you on hold. We have rarely frustrated. zero zero tie. All right, let's let's out. wave the hammer back in. Yeah, well, he's like it's completely inappropriate music. Yes, he's got the music playing. Here he comes. Slower than ever, by the way. Yeah, taking his time. It's not like Dick Vermeil's oh coming my up in gosh. just a couple minutes. No big deal. Yeah, nice to well, he really is ya. taking his time. Yeah, this is unparalleled. never takes this long. Okay. I figured I'd uh, approach this like uh, Todd Pratt running the bases. Oh, you don't care that Dick Vermeil's coming up? Is that what you're saying? I do care about that. Doesn't seem like it. I wanted like to give it. a shout-out to Todd Pratt running the bases. Except for that time when he ended that game against the How about the Reese Hoskins Pikes? running the bases? Remember no. that one, the slow trot? Yes, 29 seconds. That was fun. Remember when Todd Pratt hit that homer to beat Boston that I afternoon do. game? Yeah, of course. It was like 13-14, or, or, or that's how Richie says the score. 13-13, 13-12. I don't know what that was. All right, this uh, Sam and Philly guy, how'd he do? You ready to roll here? I've been ready, man. All right, category for the week, a little predictable. We're doing a little Philadelphia-Tampa Bay trivia in honor of Monday Oh, Nights. man. Philadelphia, Tampa Bay. So Correct. not Eagles, Bucks per se, but it, All of it. All of it. Tortorella! You ready to roll here? I'll give it a shot. <laughs> All right, here we go. Clock starts as soon as the finished first did question. A, did they have a basketball team? I don't think so. As soon as the first question is finished being asked, question number one, 55 okay. seconds. Here we go. This person who played in last year's Super Bowl is the only player ever to play in a Super Bowl for both the Eagles and the Buccaneers. Name him. Uh... I'll come back. What starter led the Phillies with a 444 batting average in the 2008 World Series versus the Rays? Um, I'll say Ruiz. What flyer scored the overtime winner in Game 6 of the 2004 Eastern Conference Finals to set up Game 7 in Tampa? Um, Primo. In 1979, this future Super Bowl MVP quarterback defeated the Eagles to earn the Buccaneers their first ever playoff win. Name him. 
79 bucks QB. Say it again. This in 19- Doug Williams. In 19, in, I'm sorry, 1997, Kevin Stocker was traded to Tampa for what future Phillies Wall of Famer? Abreu, and played for the Eagles and Bucks in a Super Bowl. I'll say, um, mm, mm, mm. Uh, I'll say, um, um, time. What do we got? It was in Dominican Sioux. Okay, what do we got? Uh, we have a two nothing. No, okay, all right. Jason Worth and Simone Gagne are the other two. Yeah, so I was thinking Gagne. I thought it was Primo. He was on fire. I thought Gagne maybe. Look, not my best. They weren't the easiest questions. I mean, Sue's a hard get, man. I was rifling through players. I know the audience is going to think I came up lame, and maybe I did. But I still, first of all, play great defense against this guy. So it's better defense than the Eagles play lately. You broke your hand, though. I broke my hand. I still <laughs> batted 400, which is, you know, higher than anyone's ever batted in Major League Baseball history for their whole career. So let's go with that. <laughs> Come on. Okay. It was between Gagne and Primo. Look, obviously the audience. Let me, let me bring up Sam here in Philadelphia. Sam, the audience is really ticked off with you right now. You know that, right? Yeah, that was tough. I mean, Sam, they asked themselves, why did you call? <laughs> why? My brother was actually on last week. Oh, they damn. asked themselves, why does your family call? That's true. <laughs> one, one, one correct answer. Oh, Sam, I don't want to beat you in a submission. All right, pal. Sam, <laughs> we do appreciate you playing Beat the Hammer. We're going to wish you a happy weekend. Going to give you a go, Birds. You do not, do not merit the prize. We will give the prize out right now to the fifth caller in the contest line. Caller number five, you're going to win the prize at 215-988-1258. Not, I guess, the greatest beat the hammer ever. But, you know, victory 236 nonetheless. Ah, yeah! What you do, it's how you do, it's what you are, it's who you are. And, by the way, getting very close to 240, which would be the pathway to 250. Oh. And, again, it has now been over five months since the hammer lost. And I will reiterate the audience has to step it up. And I will reiterate with that. Victory 236. Let's shut it down. Beat the hammer on Sports Radio 94 WIP. John, you're I'm incredibly annoyed. I know you are. Yeah. I know you are. Yeah. I'm just really frustrated. You should disappointed be. in the lack of competition here. You should you know? be. Callers got to do better. I would agree with that. Got to do better, guys. I Those mean, were hard. They I were. I say, they were very difficult. I mean, Sue was. I mean, I'm going through. All sorts of players didn't get to Sue. No. Uh, I, thought Sue worst... I thought Sue was gettable. That's why I said I mean, last year's Super Bowl. I was hard. originally going to ask it, only one player has ever played, and then I was like, that's too hard. So I'll specify that it was last year's Super Bowl that he Look, was. Look, I think getting Doug Williams was a pretty damn good get. Uh, it did help. I just read John Feinstein's book. Uh, it, it has Doug Williams right the forward to it. I literally read that over Christmas break. Well, I was fortuitous. Um, yeah, it is. Well, be a reader. Yeah, as I a, support that. Be a reader. A, well as said, Apollo Joe. Creed says, be a thinker, not a stinker.